0: Thank you, Kelly Robinson. And the phone lines are fixed. They're working. We had problems last week. We don't have problems this week. We don't think we do. Neil, why don't you wait and make sure you get phone calls? Let's uh, fill up those lines. How about, folks? Jared Taylor is waiting for calls. He will screen you and get me get, get you ready to talk to me. I hope hope you'll call. That number that Kelly Robinson just gave you is 888-256-1080. We are live right here in the middle of March, almost the middle, and I'd love to hear from you, 888-256-1080. So whether you're in the Big Bend country where it was cold last night or in uh, Amarillo where it was really cold last night, oh, my goodness gracious, I've been watching the last two or three days in amarillo Perryton. And I have both on weather bug, so I can keep track of the temperatures. And it was even cold clear down in Corpus Christi, Victoria. And uh, freeze went deep into the heart of Texas and beyond. And uh, so maybe we'll get a restart on springtime. Things are way behind. I mentioned to my wife this morning, as she dropped me off at the radio station, Um We're at least half a month behind in the parts of Texas that I'm most familiar with. I haven't uh, driven, uh, haven't been out a whole lot across the state, but things are just uh, about two weeks behind. So what we normally say, do such and such on such and such a date, slide that one back a little bit for most of Texas. So that's where we are. I'd love to hear from you all the way over to Crockett in deep east Texas. We have about 30 some stations that carry the program and, uh, Sometimes all the calls come from one side of the state. Sometimes they all come from other sides of the state. And what makes it most fun is when I have to think, when I have to think, imagine, because they come from all over the state and I have to think, uh, oh, let's see, this is a call from the Amarillo area or this is a call from Corpus Christi where it rarely freezes. And so that makes it fun. I love doing this program. I've done this for about 35 years. This program, I've been in, commercial radio for 44 years and before that, uh, let's see, uh, seven years with extension service doing radio as well. So it might turn into a career, you think? 888-256-1080. For most of the state, the thing that is front and center right now is the application of pre-emergent weed killers for crabgrass and grass burrs. If you have had a problem with crabgrass and grass burrs i I keep landing on those two specifically because that's why we put out either bayland tension or halts at this time of year and and it's really prime time right now in the central probably two-thirds of the state right across uh, the the big band the the belt line of texas uh, the waistline of texas uh, it's time now to put out the pre-emergent weed killers. Yeah, if you're in South Texas, if you can see any of those seedlings up and growing, tiny little seedlings, then you've blown it. I'm not talking about the winter weeds. I'm talking about summer weeds. Um, so that's, uh, that's the, the timing is, is, is now for the central uh, two-thirds of the state. In far north Texas, where it went to 10 or 15 degrees, Uh, yesterday and and has been very cold this week you would wait another couple three weeks to put out the pre-emergent weed killers so again that's bayland b-a-l-a-n or halts h-a-l-t-s that's not hard why did i stumble on that or dimension d-i-m-e-n-s-i-o-n and those are available at nurseries uh, independent retail nurseries uh, hardware stores independent uh, hardware stores and also feed stores Uh, The box stores probably will have them, but I just think you get better service and more localized information if you go to independent local retailers. Uh, They know your your local climate better and they are full time in in the business. So those are the things to think about. Um, We can talk about when to plant various vegetables if you're interested in that. That depends and hinges around the average date of your last killing freeze. That's kind of off the table this year because of how cold it has been late into the growing season this year. So that kind of slides back as well. All right, we have a couple of calls and a couple of lines open. We have four lines in all. If you'd like to call, let me give that number one more time. I'm going to do a break and we will plunge into the calls to try to help you. It's toll free anywhere you can hear me, even in New Mexico, southern Oklahoma. Uh, Those are places we sometimes get calls. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, live this morning as you listen. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and uh, it is the fifth book that I have written. It is by far the best book that I have written. uh, Because I, uh, this is not going to come out right, because I self-published. I could choose the editor I wanted. And Carolyn Skye was that editor because she's the best I've ever worked with. This was not uh, done through a publishing house where I got assigned one of their editors who may or may not have known about gardening. Carolyn is an avid gardener, and she also is a very accomplished university-level uh, editor who had retired and, and had been an editor for my magazine, my calendars, and we had worked together on some volunteer projects. I knew she was great. And Cindy Smith, graphic designer, had done my last eight or nine Texas gardening calendars and some other projects. These are great ladies. That's why I enjoyed working with them. book has 11 chapters that cover all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Every county is covered in this book. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in each month. I've never put that in a book before. Now, it is printed in Texas. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper. I'm in my fifth printing. The sixth printing is on the presses, but it's been pulled off because of paper shortage. It's a hardback. I sign every copy as it sells. The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon, but I guarantee your satisfaction, or I will refund every penny you spend on the book. Seventy-four thousand copies sold to date. I've not been asked to refund one penny uh, so far. Now, it's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. Get it, and I'll guarantee you it'll pay for itself by the end of this springtime, or I'll refund every penny. So here are the two ways you can buy it. Order it from my office by calling Monday through Friday 9 to 5. That number is 800-752-GROW. 800 752 800-752-GRO four seven six nine. But the better way is to order it right now while you're thinking about it at Neilsperry.com. You can see more about the book at N-E-I-L S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. There's a lot of talk these days about made in America, but I want to tell you about something that's been made in America for ninety years. That means that these people are doing things right. It's Mueller metal roofing and Mueller steel buildings made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, maybe even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, that name Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or for roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families. These are ordinary, hard-working folks who are proud to provide a product that's been made right here in America. Visit Mueller, Inc. Dot com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That uh, way you can find a location near you, 877-268-3553, or go to mullerinc.com. Mueller, made in America and made to last. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And we still have those two open lines. Hey. Let me uh, suggest, don't call at a quarter of 12 and say, I can never get through. You can get through right now. You have two chances, 888-256-1080. Call right now. We have Curtis and Carol and you. You'd be next, 888-256-1080. Curtis in Brenham, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Curtis. Neil, how are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How can I help you this morning? I was trying to get through to you all last week and didn't know that the phones were down. And uh, Phones were down. They were I ill. A, we sent them to the hospital. Uh, question about a magnolia
1: that I've been uh, dealing with and...
0: Curtis, I think you have your radio turned on or there is something odd going on because there was a delay getting to you. Are you there? Oh, Curtis, you there? Yeah, his call dropped. I think I could hear the program a little bit in the background. Call back, Curtis. We're here and there are lines open, so call back. Let's go to Carol up the street from Curtis in Caldwell. Carol, this is Neil. Good, uh, Good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm well. It's good to hear a, a voice that works here. That's great. How can I help you uh, well, I'm in.
2: I'm in a car, so I don't know how long this is going to work. Uh, I've read that salt can be a natural, uses a natural deterrent for weeds. Do you recommend that?
0: Absolutely not. The problem with salt is that it's a, it may be a deterrent for weeds. It's a natural deterrent for any living plant. Um, if you get down right along the Texas Gulf Coast you, and go into a nursery and start talking to them about this plant and that plant, they're gonna start saying to you, well, it's not going to grow well here because it is not uh, able to handle the, the uh, salt in our, in our water, in our soils. Uh, you go into Brazos County, where I grew up, or into Grayson County, where they have a high sodium content in the water, uh, these are these are places where plants develop brown edges around their leaves because of the uh, the salt that's in the in the water and uh, in the irrigation water no you do not want to use that these other products that I mentioned are much much better uh, for uh, well, what about in like just
2: a rock bed. garden where there are no plants
0: I would well you just have rocks
2: yeah if it yeah just rocks
0: just rocks like a dry like stream river rock. or something. Yeah, what I Pardon use me? in in what I use in my pavestone driveway where I get uh, annual bluegrass and other things coming up in in between the pavers is I use a glyphosate like the original Roundup. It does nothing to contaminate the soil. It kills through the leaves and it's gone. I mean, it, it is perfect. You don't want salt anywhere in the ground around your house, even okay. in a rock garden, um, because it'll it'll get down okay. to the trees. Go ahead.
2: Okay, and what was what was that, um, again, that you mentioned?
0: It's, it's called glyphosate. That's the active ingredient. It, it looks like glyphosate when you look at it the first time, but there's a missing syllable. It's G-L-Y. You're driving?
2: Uh, well, I'm standing still now, sir.
0: Okay. I was going to say it's G-L-Y-P-H-O-S-A-T-E. That's where the syllable is missing. But it's the original okay. form of Roundup been around about 40 years and it's it's just a really handy tool for for spot spraying weeds in rock gardens or in driveways walks places like that okay it does not do uh, anything in the soil go ahead
2: okay one other question i planted some live oaks last year Mm -hmm. uh in the early spring what would be a good fertilizer or nutrient for them at this time of the year
0: they need uh, nitrogen. What you're looking for with, uh, actually with any tree, uh, is, uh, is nitrogen for leaf and stem growth. And uh, so you're looking for the same, th- the odd thing, Carol, is you want the same thing for almost all the plants that you're growing. Our soil tests from the soil testing lab at Texas A&M have, have shown that we need the same fertilizer for almost all the plants that we grow, whether it's tomatoes or roses or turf grass or uh, I'm, I'm hearing a bunch of clicking, uh, just a lot of different things. And, and so for your live oaks, it would be a, a very high quality lawn fertilizer, no weed killer included, just, just for your lawn grass. And that will work okay, perfectly what, for the live oaks.
2: What would the ratio of nitrogen be?
0: Well, it's, it's, it's hard to say there's a ratio if it's all nitrogen, but it's gonna be very oh. high in the first number. Uh, probably okay. there will be some potassium in it but you really don't want very much of the middle number um, okay I don't I don't know Caldwell soils as well as I do Brazos county there's a lot of clay in Brazos county what do you have by the time you get across the Brazos River what do you have in Caldwell
2: yeah there's there's what what where... I live there is a lot
0: of clay also all right clay holds that middle number and it almost gets to toxic levels and so you don't want very much if any of the middle number so most okay. fertilizers will have some of the third number potassium that one's kind of harmless so you just want the first number if you get a good brand Of a lawn fertilizer and you look at it closely on those little tiny numbers on the back on the analysis and you notice it doesn't have any uh, uh, phosphorus the middle number then you'll be in good shape if you go to a good hardware store or feed store or nursery they'll be able to help you
2: okay wonderful thank you for your help you're terrific
0: thanks for calling I appreciate that thank you very much all right Curtis has not called back from Brenham uh the call just dropped and so i don't know what he needed with his magnolia do you have any idea jared did he tell you enough okay i need that's if planting is what he wanted i need more information because i really don't even know what kind of magnolia he's talking about there are it's probably southern magnolia but there are other types so anyway hopefully he'll call back um All right, let's take a break. I want to tell you about my electronic newsletter, eGardens. I really enjoy working on eGardens. I spend about a day to a day and a half a week working on it. It is free to you, so you get about a day of my life each week uh, for, for nothing. And uh, you might say, well, that's about what I would spend for you, Neil. (laughs) I don't think so. I think when you get eGardens, you'll say, well, that's really helpful. People tell me it's one of the best things that they uh, they get. There are five stories each week in eGardens. One of the stories is always a featured plant of the week. One of the stories is always a featured question of the week and one of the one of the uh, stories is always gardening this weekend where I point out the most important things to do on that particular weekend uh, the next three or four days after you get it. You get it Thursday night just a little after 6 p.m. That's gardens, And then there will be two other stories. This past uh, issue that came out 36 hours ago had a nice story by Diane Sitton on strawberry jars. Diane writes for eGardens once a month, and and the strawberry jar story was really a fun one. Next week we'll have something by Stephen Shambly. We never know what to expect from Stephen, and uh, so those are two special stories that we have each month. But otherwise I write all five stories. And uh, it's free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, nor will I ever spam you myself. I don't work that way. If you'd like to see what eGardens looks like, go to my website and click on eGardens. The website is where you also can buy my book. That's at neilsperry.com and click on the eGardens tab. Scroll down and you'll see the most recent issue. That would be for uh, March 10. And also, you can see the sign-up page, page right there. That's uh, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com for eGardens. More after these messages. All right, thank you, sir. And we go back to the phone lines. Phone line is open if you have uh, interest. We have a line open at 888-256-1080. Call right now. 888 256 1080. I don't know how it is where you are, but at our house this morning when I walked Zeus the dog, it was gorgeous. Zeus said that. And uh, when a dog says that, you know it's a good day. Let's go to Homer in Rockport. Homer, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning. Yes, sir. How can I help you? um, All right. I'm a gardener that doesn't want
1: to spend much time. Uh, Got lots. sand there is salt in the soil but lots of water and what can i plant down here that doesn't take a lot of work i guess the best way to put it
0: all right uh let me let me take a lot of factors into consideration you are way south so your season is way advanced and uh, for any given crop that we plant in in vegetable crop, there is about a two or three, maybe four week window in which it has to be planted because it will get too hot uh, and and the crop will time out. There are a few crops like okra and and, uh, black-eyed peas that don't care, they like the heat, but most of our vegetables have to be planted at exactly the right time or they'll run into the hot weather and, and they will give out. And if you plant them too early, then cold could do damage. In your area, that's not as likely to happen. Um, and so that's one factor I have to think about. You're pretty far into the, into your vegetable growing season. So that's going to rule some things out. It's too late to be planting leaf lettuce, for example, which you could do pretty easily. It's too late. Okay. Because it's going to get too hot, and it'll get too bitter. Same with, I don't know that you're a big radish lover, but radishes are easy, but it's they're going to get too hot. It's way too late for onions, for example. Uh, They're one of the most popular vegetables, but they should be planted way back when, uh, back first okay. of the year. So now we, we think about what we could do. Um, the, uh, one, other, one other factor I will tell you is that if you plant in raised beds, that takes care of excess water very easily. It drains out. It also gives you a chance to water heavily and leach out the accumulated salts so that you never get any more than what you put in that day. If, if you have a raised bed and there's a lot of salt in there from, from salt in the water, every time you water, you leach out what was left over and it drains away and all you have is what you put in that day with that watering, so mm-hmm. to say. And so right. raised beds are a good idea. Um, and then the last factor that we have to consider is what do you like? I mean, there's no point in growing rutabagas if you're not going to eat a rutabaga. The easiest <laughs> vegetables would be uh, bush green beans, um, uh, summer squash like crookneck and and uh, zucchini. Right. Uh, tomatoes will be easy. Uh, they. They really need to be in the ground and growing by now or a couple weeks ago, although it's gotten cold, but you probably didn't. How cold did you get the last two nights? Did you get,
2: uh, you know,
0: high 30s, low 40s, yeah. maybe. They, they would have been fine at that, and that's really rare to get anywhere near that cold at this time. So tomatoes would be good. Stay with small to mid-sized tomatoes. They will set fruit uh, in the warm weather where, where the big ones like big boy and beefsteak will not grow well in any part of Texas. They won't set fruit well when it gets really warm. Uh, so, so tomatoes, peppers will do well for you. Some of these can be grown in pots, which gets them up even farther out of the ground, but you need large pots, a seven or 10 gallon pot for tomatoes and, uh, at least a five to seven gallon pot for peppers. Um, Those are the easiest. Stay away from the the vegetables that need a lot of room or need a lot of plants. Corn would be a disaster. You have to have a great big uh, planting of corn to get good pollination. Uh, You need a 20 by 20 foot uh, planting or or bigger. Uh, Stay away from watermelons. They eat up all the space you have. Stay away from okra. Same deal. You just need so much. And the plants are big. So that kind of covers it. Uh, That covers a lot of it. Yeah, we have plenty of shade. We got plenty of these old oak trees. You don't need shade. Vegetables need sun. Okay. Yeah, that helps. If you had a little shade from maybe two to four in the afternoon, that'd be okay. But you need you need pretty much uh, full sun. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Andrea or Andrea in Lytle, Texas. I guess uh, near San Antonio. Right.
3: That's correct, Neil. All right.
0: Is it Andrea? Andrea. Andrea. All right. I knew I had a choice and I picked the wrong choice. So forgive me. How can I help <laughs> no, you?
3: No worries. Uh, we just moved recently into a house that has uh, a couple of citrus trees in the back, but they, the main citrus tree has died, and so you have sprouts at the bottom coming out. And so I was curious are citrus trees often grafted when you buy them from the store?
0: Uh, they can, I think they can be both, but I, I believe you'll be all right. Um, it's a question I should know and don't know, depending on the, on the type of citrus that um, you had yeah. and have. I think I would just leave them there and see what uh, comes back. I know that the old trifoliate uh, uh, orange rootstock was used that has all the thorns, millions of thorns, big thorns on it. It was used as a rootstock, so that implies that they were grafted at a point. But I know that uh, there are types uh, that that will come true from seed. Um, I I would just give it a year or two. What happened? They froze in uh, February of 2021?
3: Uh, Well, I'm not sure since we just moved, but it seems like the... The part that is dead, it's pretty dry, so they, it seems like they've been dead for quite a while. And, and then they have thorns, uh, suckers. How
0: many thorns do you see on the dead wood? Lots and lots, or just a few?
3: No, actually, on the dead wood, there's hardly any. That's a great point. There's there's hardly any, but on the new suckers, there's a whole bunch of thorns.
0: All right, you need to replace those. Get some new ones at the okay. nursery, okay. and and uh, get something that you really like and and uh, replace those because that is a graph okay. then. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. We'll do. Uh, but thank you so much, Neil.
0: You are welcome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the call. Very, very much. All right. We will <laughs> come back. Flo and Brenham will be the next uh, call up and uh, then you could be after Flo. This is working perfectly. Thank you. Uh, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Please call right now. The book that I mentioned to you, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, when we start talking about vegetable planting dates, there is a chart in the back of the, uh, well, at the back of the vegetable chapter, uh, thinking back to Homer and Rockport, um, that is absolutely perfect for what we were just describing. And I worked harder on those several pages than on any part of the book, put together all the rest of the book, it seems like because I wanted to give you exactly the way exactly to determine the proper planting time for every crop in your city, in your part of Texas. And it's all determined by what your average date of the last killing freeze is. You find that date, and then you can figure, do I plant two weeks before, two weeks after, right on that date, six weeks before, whatever it is, crop by crop by crop, you can figure exactly the right planting date. That's how this book will save you so much frustration, so many mistakes that you won't make. It'll be your go-to gardening reference. That's just on vegetables. That chapter I worked on for six or seven or eight weeks, a long time. It has 11 chapters. I worked a year writing this book. 840 of my photographs. I took a long time getting those photos. It's uh, 344 pages. It's a hardback. I self-published this. Uh, Carolyn Skye, my friend and incredibly gifted uh, editor, was my editor. I chose her personally. I called. Well, I actually met with Carolyn and Cindy Smith, graphic designer. I said, would you all be interested in working with me on a book? And we three put this book together your satisfaction with it covers all aspects of outdoor gardening landscapes lawns annuals perennials fruit vegetables there's a 48 page calendar chapter two four pages per month telling you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in that month. And it's written for all 254 counties in the great state of Texas. If you don't think that this book pays for itself, by the end of this spring growing season, this spring, I will refund every penny you invest in. It's only thirty-six I'll sign your copy, and I will... I will not ask any questions if you ask for a refund. Seventy-four thousand copies sold, and not one request for refund so far. Now, here are the two ways you can buy it because it's not in stores and it's not on Amazon. I know you don't get to see it before you buy it, and so that's why the refund. Uh, here is the here are the two ways. You can call my office Monday through Friday. Gretchen will take the call and she will take your order. That's uh, eight hundred. 752 GROW 800 752 4769. But the better way is to order it online right now. You can see more about the book at my website, neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you, sir. Let's go to Flo in Brenham as promised. Flo, how are you this morning? I'm fine. How about you? I am too. It's a beautiful day. How can I help you?
1: Well, my question is uh, I've got a cottonwood tree, and it's losing all its bark from the top of the tree way up there, and it's going down to the bottom towards the root, you know, trunk Mm -hmm. of the tree. And I was wondering if that's tree trying to die or is it common for them trees to lose that
0: how old i've is never
1: seen this before how, how old, old probably it? around 40, 40 years old
0: so it's a very large tree oh yes very large all right. is it is it coming off one side in particular
1: no it's the whole top of it uh, all the branches they're all naked i call it
0: all right and uh, i'm sure that the the branches last year Uh, in those areas didn't have much uh, foliage they're pretty bare too right no leaves
1: oh yeah they had the leaves on there like normal you know
0: well that complicates my answer then i'll give you both answers um bark is a dead tissue cottonwoods have really thick bark in fact uh, i uh, in my life have done a lot of wood carving and uh, cottonwood bark from utah is especially thick and it is sold in carving supply stores for carving it's beautiful bark uh so it's very thick and it will come off uh, bark is a dead tissue as a tree trunk expands it will it will fall off it, it's very notable in pecan trees and some other types of trees not so much cotton uh-huh. so uh, so i i don't know without seeing the tree uh, that is unusual for it to be coming off way up high like that uh, I, what, I, what, I, what I really suspected, Flo, as you described it, was that it might have been hit by lightning. That's what usually causes bark to uh, pop off is oh, really? if there's been a lightning strike, but that usually comes off one side as the lightning bolt comes down the, the trunk of the tree. I would I would very much suggest that you get an arborist out to look at it. If you can find somebody who is a certified arborist, I'm going to tell you how to find one, um, and whether there is one in Washington County or not, uh, I don't know. But uh, if you go to the International Society of Arboriculture, it's a mouthful. It's uh, the ISA website, and I think it's just listed as ISA.com. They will have a, a, a finder uh, a button on their home page that says, Find a Certified Arborist. And you enter your zip code, and it will find the closest one to you. Hopefully, it will be somebody who is uh, doing uh, commercial work and not somebody who works for the government or, you know, uh, not accessible to you. The other option would be to contact the people at the Antique Rose Emporium and ask if they know somebody who could look at your tree for you. But you need somebody to come look at it. Otherwise, it may be a hazard. It might be a hazard.
1: Yeah, because it's so close to the house, you know, and that's yeah, why I was I'd, wondering, I'd you know.
0: Yeah, I would be worried.
1: So, so anyway, I noticed quite a few other people have some in the neighborhood too, you know.
0: Well, cottonwoods have a way of spreading their ill will <laughs> with all that cotton, so. So
1: anyway, anyway
0: but any. I hope I oh, hope that helps, but I'd, I'd get somebody to look at it, and and it probably will be okay to wait until it leaves out this spring. The leaf count. Is a really good indicator of its vigor. If it if it's fully leafed out and healthy and vigorous, then that will tell you one thing. If it's really struggling, then that really gives you a bad message, and uh, you okay. need to need to have it uh, looked at quickly. So okay. anyway, I, was, I yeah, I hope okay, that helps, well, and thanks. I appreciate your call.
1: Okay, thanks for your help.
0: Thank you very much. A- All right, we'll come back to Gene uh, in just a minute. I think in Amarillo. Your uh, abbreviations are getting so short, Jared, that I can't even figure out what cities we're in. i got to play games. That's Amarillo. All right. There you go. There you go. All of a sudden, he writes it out. Uh, my website is neilsperry.com. That's where you go to sign up for my free electronic newsletter, eGardens. That's where you can find my 1,001 most asked questions. That's there's a lot of work to put that part on the website. That's uh, also where you buy my latest book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. All of that and so much more at Neal Sperry nealsperry.com. Take a look. I think you'll uh, find it to be a useful website, nealsperry.com. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their value plus buildings are pre-engineered. They feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. True value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. Folks, they've been around for 90 years. They're going to be around years after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, you get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them, 877-2-MUELLER. M U E L L E R. That's 877 268 3553. Or you can go online at Muellerinc.com. Mueller Inc. com. Mueller, Mueller Inc. com. Mueller means more. More after this message. All right, Kelly, we're going to finish this program out in fine style. We will go to Gene in Amarillo. Gene, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. We were. 15 yesterday i'm going to get up to 60 today and several inches of snow in between <laughs> isn't this a crazy state and i think i think you all are the craziest at it all it's just unbelievable i have to agree with that yes i do have a question with sure. all the i know the spring is coming and i have nut grass in my bermuda and i think you said that there's two times that you need to spray and i just need to be refreshed on that well, there are, yeah, there are two products, and one of them requires two treatments or more, but but uh, okay. in, in theory and in hope, it would only be two. One of the products is called Image, and I always tell people you want the original image, and I'll explain why in a moment. And the other is a product called Sedge Hammer. Um, people uh, don't realize that what they're calling nut grass is not a true grass. It's a sedge. And it's, so that's kind of a play on words, Sedgehammer. Sedgehammer is more of a commercial product, and, um, and it uh, does not specifically say you need to make two applications. Image does. The original image uh, has been on the market probably 30 or 35 years. Uh, it was originally uh, being tested as a growth retardant for grass, and they found that it killed nutsedge. And so uh, I was thinking about it this morning uh they were the the analogy i've always drawn on it was they were drilling for water and struck oil so they they really got a a wonderful product out of it um and and they do say that you need to treat twice uh their recommendation is that both of the treatments need to fall between May 15 and uh September 15 so that means that your first treatment would come no sooner than May 15 and your last treatment uh uh, should start no later than August 15, so that the second treatment uh, would be September 15. My my suggestion is, since you know you have it, start in mid May, and uh, then mid June would be the second one. And and if it continues to be cool in Amarillo, maybe slide that May 15 back to later in May, uh, just to let and, it get mature. And, you want you want to put it on nutsedge that is growing actively and that's fairly mature okay. plants. And and this will retard my Bermuda, but that's about it all. It does. You yeah, you'll notice that okay. the Bermuda doesn't grow as as uh, aggressively in the area where you treat. I would treat the whole, let's say that you have it in one-fourth uh, of your lawn, treat one-third of your lawn. Go beyond uh, the boundary a little yeah. bit. It will not tell right. you how much uh, water to put on with it, or at least the last time I used it, it didn't. Uh, and the reason is you want to put the amount, it, it, it will say that that... Container should cover a thousand square feet, or or whatever square footage. Make that happen. Buy enough to cover the square footage you need. Make that happen because it also says then water it heavily to get it into the soil. It it's different in how it works compared to all other weed killers you've ever used. You're going to really going to irrigate it in. So it doesn't matter how much water you mix it with because you're going to come right back and water it in heavily. That was my stumbling block when I used it the first time I called the manufacturer. I said, how much do I mix with this? And they said, doesn't matter. Just get, make that cover the, the thousand square feet or whatever it was on the label of the product, the, the bottle I bought, but make sure you get the original image. The product has been so successful that the company ended up buying it, uh, uh put that label, that name on some other products that you don't want to be putting over your whole lawn. So, okay. anyway. Okay. Uh, and, and somewhere on the bottle, it'll say original? Is that how I'll, I'll know? It, so, uh, no, it, it will tell you it's for edge And a good nursery okay. or hardware store will know that for you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, super. I really enjoy your program. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad you called. Have a great day. All Thank right. Bye-bye. I am looking at my clock and thinking I haven't heard my music yet, so I don't know if we are. Okay, we are just about at the end of the program. That's what that means. Uh, folks, I have enjoyed this very much. It's so much better when the phones work, Jared, don't you think? <laughs> That worked out quite well. I'll be back live next week and every week, I hope. I don't know what every means. I don't think I'll be here 120 years from now. But uh, anyway, I have really enjoyed this. Podcasts of this program are up on my website by Monday afternoon or Tuesday at the latest. And so I hope you'll uh, look there. If you missed any part of it, it's at neilsperry.com. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I hope the weather continues to get better. Pray for Ukraine and pray for peace. Thank you for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.